0: Got a great show coming up for you um today. We're we're gonna um, uh we're gonna go into the impeachment uh hearing and we're gonna go over the testimony that you are gonna hear over and over and over again today about the testimony of uh of somebody who was actually on the phone call. And he's gonna testify that the phone call happened exactly the way we sentences. all know it did. Um and he's gonna say, I've raised the warning bell and I've got real concerns. Well, I read his uh, opening statement, which surprise surprise we have out of these secret hearings. Uh, And I've got a few points that I'd like to bring up. We also get you ready for our special, which happens tomorrow night. And I want to break down what the charges are uh, on this president, what the real scenario is, and tell me how you might have a problem. And we go into that in just a minute.
1: The Fusion of Entertainment and Enlightenment.
0: Hello, America. Welcome. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Today, we have Ukrainian expert Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vinman, who is going to be testifying for the impeachment hearing, the secret hearings. And boy, oh boy, we have his opening statement. Yeah, I read his opening statement uh, and... Wow I see how it's being spun on TV but I I got a problem with this. Uh, we'll talk about that and I'll tell you exactly I'll create a creative scenario for you so you really understand both sides of this argument and we'll give that to you in 60 seconds.
1: The program. I
0: was telling you yesterday that over the weekend, in order to get out of doing some work, I mean, uh, to teach my son about cars, we were laying under the hood of my uh, truck, or, the, you know, under, under my truck, and, uh, you know, i some would say I was pretending to teach him about vehicle maintenance, uh, uh, but uh, last night I woke up in a cold sweat, and I thought, what if, just by looking at the car's engine, I accidentally broke something? Because that's the way it is. When I start thinking about something, it's like and you're going to buy a white car and you're like, are there any white cars out there? And then you see that car in white everywhere. Heart-pounding moment. Then I realized, oh, wait a minute. I have car shield. So it doesn't matter what happens to the car because... I'm covered with CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair amazingly simple. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work, which frequently isn't the option. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. So don't let your check engine light change your life. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I have. It's CarShield, 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BEC or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BEC. Save 10%. It's carshield.com, promo code BEC, or 1-800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BEC. Deductible may apply. So Stu and I want to take you... Today and tomorrow, through everything that's happening with the impeachment uh, and kind of explain it to you. But we I I want you to I want you to understand both sides and I want you to really understand what the left is is claiming. And that is that Rudy Giuliani went over and met with a bunch of people, the uh, the former prosecutors, the two former. They're like the. you know the uh, attorney general two of them the one that joe biden fired and the one that said oh well now we've got a really good guy he met with both of them at the same time and they both said exactly the same things to him now they're saying that this is when rudy giuliani developed this conspiracy theory and he took all of that information and he fed it to a really bad reporter And this bad reporter started laying the seeds of of uh, conspiracies. And and there was a shadow government that started because of Rudy Giuliani. And then Trump gets on the phone call and he's he says, basically, I need you to make this true or I'm not going to pay you. That's in a nutshell what they are saying now. They also have this other story of four people that Rudy Giuliani uh, uh, was representing. They were corrupt. They gave money to uh, Pete Sessions. Pete Sessions, of course, was corrupt. Then they wrote a check to a, uh, a, a what do you call them, um, a super PAC for Donald Trump of almost $400,000. And so Donald Trump is correct uh, or corrupt. I don't know about that stuff. I don't know who those guys really were. I'm trusting the Justice Department on that particular part of the story. And if there's something bad in there, then everybody involved should go to jail, no matter—let the chips fall where they may. But don't confuse that with the main part of the narrative. And that is that Rudy Giuliani developed this conspiracy theory— using these two former attorney generals or general prosecutors uh, from the Ukraine, using their information to hijack our foreign policy against the wishes of our ambassador. And then Donald Trump said, you better do it or I'm not going to pay you any money. Now, the problem with this is is there's too many people that are saying, yeah, well, he might have done this for Joe Biden. Right, Stu? Yeah. Uh, he, he might have done this. He might have had, um, you know, Donald Trump was only doing this because he wanted Joe Biden. It's all political, right? It's There's no Correct. U.S.
2: interest here. That's the main narrative driving this, Correct.
0: right? Like, no U.S. interest. Trying to win an election, not trying to help the country. Okay. Well, that leaves out a couple of things. That timeline, and this is, we're going to show this to you tomorrow, and then we're going to hook it up to the real timeline and show you how it all falls apart. That timeline that the Democrats are pursuing now on this impeachment is only picking up in 2018. So their entire timeline is, is only like 18 months. They say all this corruption happened in 18 months. Well, now, that leaves out a lot of stuff. That leaves out the fact that the prosecutors were being blocked from going to the United States by the State Department and by the embassy and the ambassador in Ukraine. That shows that 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 leaves out that they lost lost seven billion dollars of our money. Where did that go? There's massive corruption and the alarm bells are ringing in uh, Ukraine and they're being blocked Every step of the way. So let me not make this about Ukraine. Let me tell you a different story. OK, one I think you could relate to a little better. Let's say that there is a, uh, a bank. It's the Bank of the U.S. And uh, we are the biggest investor in that bank and so we have all of our money you have all of your pension you have your savings account your checking account you have it all in this one big bank and everyone's telling you this is the safest bank this is the greatest bank nobody is telling you that this bank just lost eight billion dollars of your money okay and they're getting ready to put another 400 million dollars into it this is your money you're going to put your salary into that bank. And no one has told you that they already lost much of your savings. Okay. Well, there's some, a crack security team put in by the, the last president of this bank. And this crack security team has had two leaders of this bank. And this this security team has had two leaders of it, and both of them have said the same thing. Uh, the bank president is telling us to turn off the alarm system at night, and they're leaving the door open. And the bank president is, is letting some of your co-depositors in, and they're just taking this money. And so they run it up the flagpole and they tell the president of the bank, "Uh, you know, the alarm system is on and some people are coming in in the middle of the night and stealing all of this money. And the bank president says, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And one of the people that you hired to oversee your money says, oh, my gosh, you have to fire this guy. But the guy who's doing security says, but wait a minute, he's part of it mr bank president the the guy who's that's ridiculous how could you possibly say i would be a part of this i want to make sure all of that money is safe you better fire him you better fire that guy mr bank president and so the bank president says i'm gonna do the other biggest investors i gotta do it i gotta do it you're fired now Other investors in this bank have other problems with this bank president. And they hold their shareholder meeting and they throw that bank president out and they get a new bank president. And there's a new guy that the shareholders said when, you know, you got to fire this guy, I want you to hire this guy because this guy will get the job done. That guy comes in and he finds the same thing. Wait a minute. There are some investors coming in in the middle of the night and taking the stuff and the And the bank is leaving the bank vault open at night and they turn off the alarm system. I got to get this to the shareholders. The shareholders have to know. (gasps) How dare you? How dare you? So what happens? So that guy who was in charge of security reaches out to the last guy who was in charge of security and said, is this the stuff you were finding? And they both thought, like, yeah, right, the bank door is open and the alarm is off. Yeah, right. Okay, what do I do? Do I just bring it to the bank? president? No, last time I brought it to the bank president, he fired me. So you can't bring it to the bank president and don't bring it to the board of directors because the board of directors are part of it. They're getting some of the money. We got to tell the shareholders. We have to tell the people who have their deposits in here. I know. Well, I tried to do that, and they keep blocking me. Well, they're not going to block me. And so they gather up all of this evidence, and they go to one of the attorneys of the board of directors and say, we got to get this to the shareholders. And they block, that attorney blocks the security guys from getting it to the shareholders to warn anyone. I, I got to get this information. Well, the two guys who are in charge of security finally say, you know what? I know somebody. I know somebody who is in charge, actually in charge now of that fund. He's a new guy. And I know an attorney who knows one of his attorneys. And we got to get to him because he'll take this information to the shareholders. And so what happens they try to get it to the attorney and the attorney hired by the shareholders the attorney says oh i gotta see this but wait i want to make sure everybody knows hang on just a second and he goes public and goes on the record and goes to the media and says i've heard really bad rumors that our money is being stolen Out of the bank and the bank is turning off the alarm at night and they're leaving the door open. Now, I don't know if any of that is true, but I've met with the two heads of security, the past one and the current one. And they're both telling me the same thing. And I have other people saying the same thing as well. And they're frantic to get it. In fact, when they tried to get that information to you, they've been trying for three years. Your board of trustees have been blocking it. They've been blocking getting this information out. So they gave me all of the files, and I'm bringing it down to police headquarters. And he brings it down to police headquarters. And the guys who did the all the security for the bank, they're like, don't bring it to police headquarters. They know about all this. They know about this. They're not going to do anything. And But your representative brings it to police headquarters, because that's what you do. You present the evidence. And then they sit on it. They do nothing. Nothing. Meanwhile, you're being told you got to make that deposit. You have to have that. You got to put all of that money into that bank. And your representative says, you know what? I'm only putting it in that bank. If I get the bank president to say we're investigating all of these things, I want to know where the money went. I want to know who on the board of trustees is dirty. I want to know who was using our money. I want to know who turned off the alarm. I want to know who was responsible for keeping the vault door open at night. I want to know why you were fired. And when you announce that you are going to look into these things, because I want your ass on the record, you've already lost $7 billion of ours. I'm not giving you another $400. 400 million, I want to know. Does anybody have a problem with that? It wouldn't that be a responsible thing a steward of your money would do? Now that doesn't mean that the bank is dirty. That doesn't mean that what that what those two guys said was right, but they have All kinds of documents. They already have put people in jail for this in their own banking system. Seems pretty reasonable. But what do the board of trustees do? Some of the board of trustees say, oh, my gosh, look at this. Your attorney, your representative went over to gather all this information just to smear this bank, and I believe he was going to try to rob this bank. I believe what he was going to do was tell people to leave the alarm off and keep the door open so he himself could go in and rob the bank. You would never buy into this. You wouldn't be fooled for a second. You would know what was going on. But because we've made this about politics, we refuse to boil it down and look at it in the light of day and say, this is most likely what was happening. And I don't want anybody to go to jail on this is most likely. I want a full investigation. All right, Um, you've been through the ringer. Sometimes it's good to reach out for a helping hand, sometimes that hand comes in form of a good word to the ear. I want to talk to you about Wayne. He wasn't just an athlete. He was a rugby player for twenty years, and the natural result of that was Wayne found himself dealing with constant pain in his lower back and foot. It's hard to have to sit out in the sidelines watch your wife, or your grandkids play, knowing that you can't participate but then wayne heard about relief factor and decided to try it 3 days his pain was gone 3 days his back pain was gone few more days the pain in his foot was gone as well wayne got his life back and so can you when taken properly relief factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain and it works for 70% of the people who take it it only costs 1995 to start with their 3 week quick start if you want a drug-free natural way to ease your pain, get your life back, do what Wayne did. Relieffactor.com go there now relieffactor.com. 10 seconds station ID. Does that make sense Stu did I does that analogy work?
2: Uh, yes, I think it does. I think it's a much better defense than the one the, the administration is offering right now. Which is what? Right. I mean, they're like, well, no quid pro quo. Oh, well, no. They're doing this behind closed doors. You know, like They're doing a lot of that sort of like, I don't know, the process stuff. I mean, the point here is that if if you look at this and the media is doing this completely, they are assuming what you're saying is not true, that the motivation behind Donald Trump is that he just wanted to take out Joe Biden so he can win in an election it has nothing to do with with the money it has nothing to do with national interest and if you assume that well yeah it looks really bad um if you assume uh that maybe he had uh a, a responsibility to chase after 7 billion dollars that's missing it doesn't look quite as bad uh so the the issue here is i think you can look at that and say you know the left is going to look at Donald Trump and say, "I don't believe him, right? I don't. I don't think he cares about uh, about corruption. I don't think he cares about the U.S. interest. I think he cares about beating Joe Biden." Okay, and that's what the left is going to say. I, and but what they're what they're also going to say is, "I think all the best intentions of Joe Biden in this situation. Of course, he was just following a national interest." And it's like when you combine those two things together. Well, of they're course deadly. you come out right. Mm-hmm. Of course you come out with a with a terrible picture of, of Donald so, Trump. L-
0: let me let me say this: if if we were talking about somebody who lost their house it's 2009 they lost their house from you know freddie and fanny and freddie and fanny we know they were just they were the worst when it came to the housing crisis countrywide okay and they, were, they had put this person into a really bad situation. They took their house away. They knew that person didn't have a way of paying for it. They just screwed this person's life up, even though that person knew, well, I really shouldn't, but I'm trusting them. Their life is totally screwed up. Maybe their wife kills themselves because of it. Okay. Then that investor, that homeowner that was screwed over by the head of Countrywide Goes gets a gun, and he shoots the head of the countrywide. Now, we might all say, well, I kind of understand how he felt, but we also say he shouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. and so we we go after the guy who shot the guy countrywide, but we also investigate countrywide. We also don't look if somebody is mm-hmm. if somebody is doing something illegal. And somebody else does something out of emotion and reacts. Okay, let's get the guy who did emotion. That's fine. But let's not dismiss what caused that guy, especially when it's going to affect all of us. See, what Donald Trump is saying is everything that they said I did, they were doing in Ukraine and they're still doing it. And it's a danger to our security. They're bilking. Where did the $8 billion go? What can you do? Think of this. What can you do with a black $8 billion? A box that nobody knows that cash is in. What could you possibly do with it? Well, I think we better ask the State Department that question. Where's that $8 billion? A lot of fun parties, I'll tell you that. $8 billion. it's It's it's, It's a lot of Papa John's pizza.
2: Uh, maybe uh, several cases of Bud Light. It's a fun football weekend watching some TV, I'll tell you that. And probably a little bit more. And that's, I think, the case they need to make, which is, look, $7 billion are missing. The only way $7 billion goes missing is if there's corruption at the highest levels. The highest level we know that was involved in this country is Joe Biden. I'm asking that because I'm concerned about where this money went. That's why I was asking
0: for an investigation. Right. It was also Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and more. More you're in a minute.
1: Listening to Glenn
0: Beck. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And if you're like me, you like to spruce up the house just a little bit before guests uh, come in, give them something else to, to talk about besides politics and religion for a little while before the food is served. One Beck listener had this to say about their experience with Blinds.com. Blinds were easy to install. They came at a great price. I've been able to redo my entire home for half the cost with Blinds.com, and I'm 100% satisfied. feel exactly the same way. I have that story. Uh, three times now I've, I've done stuff with Blinds.com. Every order from Blinds.com gets free samples and free shipping, and best of all, they have 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And here's what this means. If you measure incorrectly or you pick the wrong color, they're going to remake your window treatments for free it's just one of the many reasons they have over 30,000 five-star customer reviews. And now through November 3rd, you can save up to 45% and save an extra 20% with promo code BACK. That's Blinds.com. 45% off plus an extra $20 off with blinds uh, with the uh, promo code BACK at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're one day away from
2: kind of showing what the media is not telling you about the Ukraine scandal.
0: I'm going to give you the elevator pitch for the administration and all those who care about um, the impeachment and want a thorough investigation uh, done. I'm going to give you the the elevator pitch. I'm going to give you two or three 30
3: second elevator pitches coming up at the top of the hour. Does that mean you're going to you're going to give me the Barry Manilow music, but it's going to be by uh, Ray Conniff? <laughs> Is that what that is? That the no, elevator exactly pitch? It. Well, I, I, I don't know. It's Barry
0: Manilow and Ray Conniff singers.
3: Well, that's an elevator. That's what I hear in the elevator: right, the Ray Conniff right, singers right. singing the right. hardcore Barry Manilow yeah, songs. Thank exactly. uh, you. Have you seen the new robot? The battle robot? The robot that uh, going to be a soldier for us? Going to fight our wars really soon? Oh no. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, you gotta see this. This is amazing. Can we uh, take a look at So the robot does pretty much everything. He's gonna hand it a gun. Starts firing at the Starts firing at the targets. Plus they push it around while it's doing it. Just continues to do its thing. They hit it with a hockey stick. It still hits the target. They kick it down. Uh, I mean, they're mistreating the robot. So that's oh, wow, thing that one. was pretty
0: impressive. He rolls over on his back. The robot doesn't hit
3: the. Now they're spinning it around. See if it'll. Throwing things at it. Still hits its target. And it's pretty amazing. Then they give it a rifle. She's a throw it a rifle. It trips over a barrel.
0: He gets back up. This is not... This is like Westworld, man. I don't
3: like this. Robots laying there on the ground. Gets up. Now, a human steps in front of the target. Then it won't shoot. Then it starts shooting again. They kick it. They push it. They hit it. It still won't fire at the humans. Okay, so people went crazy over the weekend... Because this is obviously a little bit frightening. A it, little bit? A little bit frightening. Yeah. It, it just doesn't happen to be real. That's an, uh, this oh, a this CGI. is Boston
0: Dynamics. Yes,
3: it's not Boston oh, Dynamics. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> the it robot is really not real, real, but it doesn't it? Yeah. it that's a, That's absolutely real. Really good CGI. However, my thing is, that's going to be real pretty yes, soon. Yes, it is. We've seen the Boston Dynamics mm-hmm. robots. Yeah. What are we? Five years away from that? Maybe ten? No. It's coming. We're gonna have to decide what we're really going well, to do. So we, <laughs> when the technology exists, <laughs> you think yes, you think yes. Uh, the uh, the there
0: is a group of scientists, leading AI scientists, who say um, have signed a uh, a global request: do not teach AI to kill. Do not right. weaponize AI. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's falling on deaf ears. Russia's doing it. China's doing oh, it. We're doing it. Someone's going to do it, though. You can say all yeah. you want. Don't
2: teach yeah. it. At and some if Russia point, and
3: China are doing it, don't
2: we have to do it? Yeah, At some point, Dr.
0: Evil is in right? a mountain, and he decides well, to teach AI DARP, to do this, right? right. DARPA, is, yeah, DARPA is um, playing for second position. They know somebody's going to do it, and it'll be like Russia, and it'll just be dark. Mm-hmm. And so we're working for—and mm-hmm. I think this is really good—we're working to be number two, and they know it's going to take longer, but they have to try to figure out how to create something that will fight for
3: us. It's, I, Can we do that? Is that doable? I don't know. We're talking and about doable alien life. Time? I don't know. Because I, you know, that the, the uh, it's good to have somebody else carry this yeah, load. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this really kind of uh, kicked me into gear because uh, that's really clear on how dangerous that will be when it's available. And it will be available soon. I mean, these, the real Boston Dynamics robots are doing a lot of that stuff. They're just not doing it with a gun now. I mean, they're jumping. They're doing three sixties in the air. They're running around. They trip. They get back up again. I mean, and they, they could do this. They could do this. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, and this is this is a highly advanced uh, idea of, of, of what looks like a person essentially walking around on two feet, but like yeah. something like a drone or something. I mean, they can't. That sort of thing would you think would be easy? Something that just flying right. in and doing these things. It's just a matter of, of figuring out what target they're going to take out take out.
0: Well, think uh, about a drone the size of a bee. Mm-hmm. That could sting you and kill a person. So you just want to kill one person. Mm -hmm. You want to kill a head of state. Yeah, you just put poison in it. Just put poison in the bee stinger, and it's a little teeny drone, and it knows exactly who and just stings that person, and they're dead. And then flies away, and there's no evidence. I'm sure Russia's not thinking of doing that.
2: No. No, considering they've no, actually,
0: like, but, but, done these things,
2: except they just have yeah. people walk up yeah, with, yeah. A, with an umbrella and <laughs> just yeah. stuff it yeah. in your eye.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Bzz, I'm flying yeah. away now. And they'll even do that in, in other countries. They I don't know. care. They don't care. Right. So with that kind of enemy, don't you have to be combating that and with the same kind of technology? I don't know if you could wait to be second. Uh, I don't know if you can not create that kind of technology. Well, I think, and I don't
0: know this, but I think the government is uh, leading a Manhattan Project themselves with DARPA. I think on AI. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have to believe they are. I hope you have so. To. They know whoever is so. whoever is whoever gets this rules the world mm-hmm. for a short period of time. For a short period of time. Now, I was told this weekend, and and I don't know how true this is, but I was told this weekend that we already have general intelligence, and it is hooked online. I don't know if I believe that. It Mm. came from a pretty good source, but again, you don't know for sure. And this is basically general intelligence is like step two of three. Right. Yeah. First, we have we already have artificial intelligence, right. artificial intelligence, except you're dealing with that yeah. all the time. Correct. Yeah. And it's and it can do one thing really, really well. The next step is to get that one program to do, you know, a bunch of different a things. A bunch of things, you know, a thousand different things. We can do thousands of things as as an intelligent being. We can read a book. We can. Well, some of us can fix a car. None of us can, but, uh, you know, we can do all kinds of things. And artificial intelligence is only qualified to do one. So the next step is to get artificial general intelligence where it can do a whole myriad of things like a human being. You don't want that one connected online because the step between AGI, artificial general intelligence, and ASI, artificial super intelligence... Where it can do many things, if not all things, much better than any mind or all of our minds if we were in a Borg situation and all thinking alike, it's still superior to that. And uh, that comes from being connected and being able to have access to everything. And once it also has access, it is in every chip that is connected to the Internet. So you can never get
3: rid of it or kill it. And we have Google telling us that they've come up with this quantum technology, too, where uh, the latest thing they said was that their quantum technology will solve a problem that a normal supercomputer takes 10,000 years to solve okay it, ibm said that's not two minutes true. and 20 seconds yeah ibm
0: wow. said that they could do it in 200 seconds the same the same thing so they say that's not quantum computing it might have used a quantum computer to do it but yeah w- they said we have it's not there yet. we have computers that can that do the it same in, thing in 200 don't seconds take or two and a
3: 10, years yeah yeah they said it's i it thought it was two years i thought that what they said was we can do it in two and a half years not ten thousand years is not what they said no i don't think so I I don't know, I thought it was like two and a half minutes. I'm kind of of the opinion that I, I'm totally fine with them
2: doing artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence, artificial super intelligence. Totally fine with it. Just every single thing that you use it on, you should install Microsoft Outlook so you know at some point
0: it's going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> you always have a, p- a What I really like, I want Apple to develop it so it continually unplugs itself every time it tries to reach you. If you're within three feet of that thing, it's gotcha. it gotcha. <laughs> got Hmm. All right, welcome to the program. Glad you're here. It is uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow is our big special, and uh, I'm a little nervous about it, and I want to talk to you why and tell you why uh, coming up in about 15 minutes from now. Stick with us. Um, You you heard about VPNs. Uh, VPN uh, is a virtual private network, and a VPN was recently breached Hackers compromise the very thing that Wi-Fi users rely on to help keep them private. Now VPN? Really? Seriously? There is a VPN that you can choose that comes from the trusted leader in consumer cybersecurity, and it is a Norton Secure VPN. This VPN uses bank-grade encryption to help block hackers from stealing the information you send and receive over Wi-Fi. This is going to take probably quantum computing to be able to get in with a bank-grade encryption. It's part of the multiple layers of protection you get with Norton 360. It includes the Norton Secure VPN, device security, a password manager, and a lot more. So don't risk compromising your online privacy with... (laughs) The wrong VPN. Get a VPN that's part of the all-in-one protection that you need for today's connected world. Get Norton 360 and you'll be helping to ensure that your online future is as secure as it possibly can be. Now, no one can prevent all cyber crime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Sign up today, save up to fifty percent off Norton 360 at Norton.com/back. That's Norton.com/back. Save up to fifty percent off the Norton 360 system at Norton.com/back. This is the glimpse. California is on fire again. Uh, they're blaming it again on uh, the power companies. I mean, when when is California going to learn? When is California going to learn? How many people have to die in California before they realize you've got to clear the underbrush? They haven't been interested in doing that because the little furry bunnies... You know, they might die in it and their habitat will be, you know, disturbed. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's habitat is disturbed. And more than little furry bunnies die when you don't do controlled burns and you don't clear out the underbrush. This is so frustrating for the rest of us because California, we don't hate you. We'd like to come visit you from time to time. Well, not you, but Your weather, we'd like to come visit your weather from time to time. You have the greatest state, the most beautiful weather, some of the most beautiful scenery. You have the Pacific Ocean. You know, a lot of us would like to live there, but damn it, you people keep screwing it up so bad that no matter how badly anybody wants to live there, I'm sorry. I know I'm speaking from my own personal point of view. I've always wanted to live in California. I grew up on the West Coast. California is beautiful. It has the weather I have always wanted to live in. And they continually screw it up. Now, I I can tell you when you put that policy in. I was young. My grandfather was screaming at the top of his lungs. These people in California are too damn stupid to live in that state. They're going to end up burning it down to the ground. Well, gee, what are you doing? You're burning it down to the ground. And it's not the power company's fault. It's your fault for, for not wanting to disturb anyone's habitat. You ha- It is a natural process. And if you don't want a wildfire, you have to have controlled burns or you have to go in there and just clear the underbrush yourself and burn it someplace else. Otherwise, everyone's habitat is going to be lost. How many fires do you have to have before you realize it? It's not global warming. It's the dumbasses that are running your forest service. Oh, I'm so, I get. I,
2: I lose my mind. It's increasingly difficult to make a weather based argument when the state is constantly on fire. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> really matter how nice the, the weather is when it's 197,000 degrees right where you are. Uh, and that kind of is the problem right now with with California. And I, they know, don't see I mean and all it is is blame, right? It's blame but, uh, hey, well this this electricity company is greedy and 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 the the the, war, the earth is warming and, and and it's like all these things except for the actual steps they could be taking.
0: It's even if it is global warming and the electric company, you know, it would stop these from burning out of control clearing the underbrush. The underbrush. Yeah, but bunny, I mean, bunnies though. Oh my gosh, I can't I just can't take it. People, these people, it's, the, you know what they are? They're the people in the Bible. They're the people in the Bible that just get destroyed and you're like, well, how didn't you see that one coming? You know, you the ones in the Bible that you're reading about and you're like, no, no, don't do that. Did you read three pages before? <laughs> you're all going to be wiped out. You—that That is exactly what we're watching in California and the rest of the country, quite frankly. It's sad, too, because, you know, California is one of those states where
2: there's a real split about how these things should be handled and about about 45 percent of the population i think has the right uh, ideas they're like hey this seems insane why are we spending all this money and and why are we doing things this way and why aren't
0: we dealing well we have a drought of course we haven't built a reservoir since (laughs) 1972 (laughs) but i don't think more people live in the state than they did in 1972
2: and oh. all, all that forty-five percent of people who completely disagree with the way the state is run—they are victims of this, right? Yep. I mean, they just sit there and have to deal with it every year, and it's got to be really frustrating, man. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, this is why I like a, you know a state that that I think uh, you know thinks about things the right way most most of the time, not all the time, most <laughs> of the time. Most of the time. It's a little time. scary here, but you know, I grew up in Connecticut. I was born in New York. I live in a lot of states where I was the victim of the government's policies. It's nice to be in a state like Texas where the alternate is is reality.
0: These power companies, they're causing sparks. We should shut down all the power. They shut down all the power. These power companies are greedy. They don't want people (laughs) to have power. We are going to talk a little bit about impeachment and what what, uh, testimony is coming your way uh, today and what it all means. Uh, I'm going to give you some uh, elevator pitches and a preview into the future. We'll do that coming up in a second. First, is a large chunk of your monthly budget going towards credit card bills? If so, you are not alone and you're not stuck with it either. Here's the secret. American financing. They can consolidate that debt with the lowest interest rate possible. It's a mortgage refi. Mortgage rates are at the lowest they've been in in over a year. And credit cards, uh, they charge double interest uh, rates now, double-digit interest rates. With American financing, you're going to get straightforward and an effortless mortgage experience. A 10-minute phone call really is all it's going to take and they'll put your needs first. It's a simple conversation around a better loan program that can save you anywhere 500 to to $1,000 every single month. You're working with people that work for you, not for the banks. So what are you waiting for? Call right now or visit AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Or call 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net.
1: of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Chuck Schumer is on the uh, floor of the Senate right now uh, crying that he wasn't briefed about the mission to kill al-Baghdadi. It's funny because <laughs> a lot of people are kind of upset that they're not getting the brief, uh, you know, in advance on what's being said in the skiff about impeachment. But I digress. I want to talk to you about what has been released prior to to a testimony today by an expert lieutenant colonel alexander Vinman, we got a hold of his opening statement and i know how the media is spinning it but i want to take you through it here real quick we'll do that in one minute
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: You know, something we talk about on this program is the danger of cybercrime. Through various means, criminals can hack into your bank account, drain your money from it overnight, literally watch your entire life savings disappear before your eyes. This is another reason why you might want to consider putting at least a small portion of what you have in gold. It's not only a safe haven against inflation, but also against cybercrime as well. And it's why I use gold line gold prices are on a bull run this year especially with recent market fluctuations now i want to tell you something gold really never changes price the value of your dollar is what changes price so when when gold goes up it's mainly because your dollar value is going down they used to pace at the same rate when we were on the gold standard but we don't So your money is becoming worth less and less and less until eventually it's worthless. Now, I have heard from so many people who say, Glenn, I don't have the money to invest in gold. Well, I've talked to the people at Goldline and I asked them to develop a program, especially for you. If you don't think you can afford it, they started something called their accumulation special for as little as $100 a month. You can put that hundred dollars away and buy a hundred dollars' worth of gold, and they will send it to you, you know, as you accumulate the gold. I think things are going to get bad, but I always think that. You have to be prepared. Please call Goldline, 866 goldline one eight six six goldline Read their important risk information. Find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. If you think you can't afford it, ask about their accumulation special where you can get started as $100 a month. 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So the Republicans are now saying that they're going to get serious about uh, defending uh, President Trump. They're going to start getting serious about the impeachment. You think so? You think maybe it's about time? Well, they haven't. They haven't. They don't know how to do it. That's the problem. There isn't. I'm telling you, there isn't one creative brain cell between the whole lot of them. They need an elevator pitch. They need to be able to go on TV and tell you what this is all about. And I will do that in just a few minutes. First, let me tell you what you're going to see on TV tonight. What you're going to see on TV all day long is quotes from this Ukrainian expert. His name is Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vinman. Now, um... He is speaking with Congress today in the impeachment inquiry, and he's going to speak out against Donald Trump. Now, the reason why this is a big deal is because he was actually on the phone call. He heard it himself. Now, when you, when you hear that, you think, okay, well, maybe there's more to the phone call. No. No. He says we all know what happened on the phone call because we've all read the transcripts. Okay, so nothing new here to see, except he heard it firsthand. Now, in his his opening statement, I want to give you a couple of things. Since 2008, I've been a foreign area officer specializing in Eurasia. I've served in the United States embassies in Kyiv, Ukraine, Moscow, Russia, in Washington, D.C. I was a political military affairs officer for Russia for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, where I uh, authored the principal strategy for managing competition with Russia. I was also asked to serve on the National Security Council. The privilege of serving my country is not only rooted in my military service, but also in my personal history. Uh, And he goes into that and how he much how he wants to serve his country. And I'm not besmirching that. I'm sure he is uh, an honest guy. Um, Before recounting my collection uh, recollection of various events under the investigation, I want to clarify a few uh, issues. I am appearing today voluntarily. Also, he's he's going in and he's he's got a burden. He has a burden. He feels it's important and it is his duty to tell. Okay, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <sighs> what he says are that, that are going to be pulled out uh, is, is that he was on the phone call and he said the phone call was, was not good. The phone call itself. Trump called the elected president of the Ukraine elected in a landslide victory. President Zelensky was seen as a unifying figure within the country. He was the first candidate to win a majority in every region of the country, breaking the claims that Ukraine would be subject to perpetual divide between Ukrainian and Russian-speaking populations. President Zelensky ran on a platform of unity, reform, and anti-corruption, which resonated with the entire country. In support of U.S. policy objectives to support Ukrainian sovereignty, President Trump called President Zelensky, and I was one of the several staff officers who listened to the call. The call was positive, and the president expressed his desire to work with President Zelensky and extended an an invitation to visit the White House. On May 21st, I was directed by Ambassador Bolton and Dr. Hill to join the delegation attending President Zelensky's inauguration. When the delegation returned, they provided a debriefing to President Trump and explained the positive assessment of President Zelensky and his team. I didn't participate in that briefing. On July 10th, 2019, Secretary of National Security Defense Council for Ukraine visited Washington, D.C. for a meeting with our national security advisor, John Bolton. The Ambassadors Volker and Sunland were also attend- in attendance, as was Rick Perry. The meeting proceeded well until the Ukrainians broached the subject of a meeting between the two presidents. The Ukrainians saw this meeting as critically important in order to solidify support for their most important international partner. The ambassador started to speak about Ukraine delivering specific investigations in order to secure the meeting with the president, at which such time the ambassador, Ambassador Bolton, cut the meeting short. Following this meeting, there was a scheduled debriefing during which the ambassador emphasized the importance that Ukraine deliver the investigations into the 2016 election, the Bidens and Burisma. I stated to the ambassador at, his ta- at that time that the statements were inappropriate, that the request to investigate Biden and his son had nothing to do with national security. Now, this is really important. Let's remember this, that the investi- he said it was inappropriate Because the request had nothing to do with national security and that such investigations were not something the NSC was going to get involved in or push. Dr. Hill then entered the room and asserted to the ambassador that his statements were inappropriate. I reported my concerns to the lead counsel. President Zelensky's party won parliamentary elections in a landslide victory. Uh, The call occurred with the president. I listened in in the situation room. I was concerned by the call. I didn't think it was proper to demand that a foreign country investigate a U.S. citizen. And I was worried about the implications for the U.S. government's support of Ukraine. Because I realized that if Ukraine pursued an investigation into the Bidens and Burisma, It would likely be interpreted as partisan play that would undoubtedly result in Ukraine losing the bipartisan support it has thus far maintained. This is what would undermine U.S. national security. He goes on. The United States and Ukraine are and must uh, remain strategic partners. Working together to realize a shared vision of a stable, prosperous and democratic Ukraine that is integrated into the Euro Atlantic community. Our partnership is rooted in the idea that free citizens should be able to uh, exercise their democratic rights and choose their own destiny. Okay, So he's a guy with long experience. He's a guy who believes that we should do foreign policy a certain way. And this is all very important, and you're going to understand why in the next couple of weeks. But he's a guy who is part of an old guard that sees the world and what the State Department is doing and what the federal government is doing all around the world in a certain way. And he doesn't like the fact that Donald Trump wanted to change that or to look into things before he continued the game. Now, this is a country that just lost $7 billion of our aid. And the president says, I want you to look into corruption. Now, he doesn't like the fact that he thinks it's wholly inappropriate for the United States government to tell people to investigate, who to investigate and who not to investigate. That's great. If that charge was only made about Donald Trump, it doesn't work. Because if you want to make that charge against Donald Trump, you must make it about the State Department and uh, the uh, Hillary and Obama administration. Because when they were in, they told um, the Ukraine exactly not only what to investigate, but how to investigate They told them that they had to start a national bureau of uh, anti-corruption. That bureau, by the way, the guy that we wanted them to appoint, we helped them put this whole thing together. That guy uh, was charged with interference in our elections, not by us, but by the Ukrainians. He was in charge of anti-corruption. We had them build it to our specifications. Then we told them what they could and couldn't investigate. We told them that their head prosecutor had to be fired because we didn't like them. So wait, you suddenly have a problem with the president of the United States inserting himself? And you'll notice what his problem is. His problem is is that it would lose the bipartisan support of Congress. That it would be viewed as an attack on the Democrats. Well, what about all of the charges that this is what the Democrats were doing to the Republicans? Do we just disregard that? The president wants to know what happened in 2016 and 2014. The only way to fix that is to know what happened in the past so we could fix it so it doesn't happen in 2020. And then he says... They have to be able to pursue an investigation the way they want to pursue investigations. Then why did Joe Biden brag about firing the chief prosecutor? Well, why? If you really believe that they should be able to call their shots, then you should have a problem with what Joe Biden did. But you don't because you say there was corruption. If you listen to the phone call that you were on, sir, The president is saying there is corruption, and he would like it to be dealt with. Now, you, in the last administration, told them exactly what to do. President Trump just said, I'm not sending you guys any more money until you look into these things. Because, by the way, you lost $7 billion of our money. So all of the things that he says—oh, and let me just show you some evidence— Here is uh, the audio. I did a podcast with a guy who was working for the two prosecutor generals, Shokin and uh, um, uh, Lusenko. The two prosecutors, one that was fired, the good guy that replaced him, he worked for both of them. Listen to what he said about how the United States under Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton treated the ukrainians does it sound like hang on just a second that our partnership was rooted in the idea that free citizens should be able to exercise their democratic rights and choose their own destiny listen to this so let me go back to the united states and let's start taking this timeline a little bit um how hands-on was the obama administration in ukraine
4: I was fully after Maidan, and I was also
0: active participant of Maidan. I was one of the leaders of the out of Maidan and coordinated all the international work with uh, the State Department and other embassies in Ukraine during that period. After Maidan, after the revolution, mm-hmm. there was this hard on uh, coordination from Washington, from the White House, from Biden exactly, coming to
4: Ukraine every time and telling everybody what to do. In a matter which was inappropriate for a
0: foreign country to intervene into internal politics of another foreign sovereign country and when you say he was telling people what to do what do you mean he was telling people what to do
4: oh you should you should guys put this guy in prison you should
0: not touch that guy you should do whatever we tell you because we know what to do better you guys are corrupt and we will handle it from here now we will give you money if you don't do this we will not give you money okay stop for a second isn't that uh, quid pro quo if you do these things we'll give you money if you don't do these things we won't give you money see this is the problem with the impeachment if the republicans knew what the hell to do and knew their ass from an elbow you can take this apart completely and i'm going to break it down even further and give you the elevator pitch in a minute I'm going to talk to you um, about the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Unless you have $57,000 just laying around that you don't care what happens to, um, I wouldn't discharge your firearm even when your family is in jeopardy. Now, if you put a price on your family and it's higher than $57,000, then go ahead and discharge it. But you're going to spend that $57,000 at least. That's what it costs to defend yourself If you have to discharge your firearm against somebody who broke into your house, when you join the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, you're going to get instant access to industry leading self-defense education, training and legal protection. Plus, right now, they're giving a chance to just introduce themselves to you. They're giving you a chance to win up to 17 guns free every day this month. All you have to do is text the word GLEN to the number 87222 and claim your free entries to win. 100% secure. Confirmation text is going to be sent but you're going to want to hurry because this ends on Thursday Halloween this Thursday text G L E N N right now to the number 87222 text the word glenn to the number 87222 for more information and rules go to protectanddefend.com standard message and data rates do apply 10 seconds station id <laughs> All right. So here's the elevator pitch when you talk about this uh, with your friends or, you know, if you happen to be in Congress and you want people to understand what's going on. Here's what you have to say. Um, The State Department, our State Department, was seemingly not interested in what happened to seven billion dollars of your money. They were not going after corruption. In fact, they were doing everything they could seemingly to thwart uh, anyone looking into this corruption. Um, not giving four hundred million until they tell us exactly what's going on, and they're going to do an investigation in all of this—is that unreasonable? Well, it was about the uh, election and Joe Biden. Okay, all right. Is—is is it in our national interest to find out if Russia was working with Donald Trump? Of course. Okay, is it in our national interest to find out if Ukraine was working with Hillary Clinton and the DNC? Because we can't ensure the 2020 election if we don't know what happened in 2016 in Russia and the Ukraine and all all around the world. Now, we've spent millions to investigate Donald Trump. And quite honestly, I would have taken it if they found out he was colluding with Russia. I would have been for impeachment. Do you think it's actually worth some time to find out, especially with all of the evidence that we have? All of the people that are on a record legally in court, two people were convicted of uh, trying to affect our election in 2016. Don't you think we should look into that? Because we just spent almost three years looking into what happened in Russia. Why do you not care about what happened in Ukraine? Well, I don't want them to interfere with an election. I, You're right. I don't. I don't want us to interfere and tell another country what to do. I, I, exactly. I think we're on the same page because that's the way I feel when you hear that Joe Biden told them to fire that corrupt prosecutor. Well, that prosecutor was corrupt. Was he? Because he had all kinds of information that he was trying to get to our DOJ to show that there was interference in our election. That they that that there was theft of our money. He was trying to get that information to our DOJ, but our ambassador was blocking it, as was the State Department. Don't you think we should look into that? Well, we were trying to clear up all kinds of uh, uh, you know corruption there. We even set something up. Yes, we did the uh, the National Anti Corruption Bureau in Ukraine. We told them how to do it. And by the way, that guy. The guy who headed that up, he went to jail. So, don't you think that we should look into these things? Because there might be more to this story. There's your elevator pitch. There's your elevator pitch. Congress, get your butt out of your, get your head out of your butt and start using it.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: All right. Now, if you pull your head out of your butt, uh, you might want to wash first, and then lay your head down on a pillow for a good night's sleep. Use my pillow. My well, not my pillow, but you can get one just like mine. My pillow. Once you try it, I don't think you're ever going to go back. Right now, you'll get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on New Radio Listener Specials. You're going to see some amazing offers including their buy one get one free, so you buy one pillow, you get the other one free, but you have to use the promo code back. And by the way, when you go to new listener specials, we make sure you use the promo code back cuz you're going to get extra discounts on them. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And if you order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, you're going to get the entire order shipped for free. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including buy one pillow and get the next one free. Enter the promo code BECK, call 800-966-3117 for great radio specials. Promo code BECK, MyPillow.com.
2: Tomorrow is the special on Ukraine. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off, and you can watch it on YouTube as well. Don't miss it.
0: Welcome to the uh welcome to the program glad you're here just gave uh, the elevator pitch which i think is very very clear uh that the the republicans need to start using um is it in the national interest to find out what happened to seven billion dollars in corruption scandals in another country is it in the nation's best interest to do that before we give them another $400 million. Yeah, and that's the fundamental question
2: here. And that's the question that the only thing that Republicans should be talking about. And by the way, no. this is not a fallback position. This is, this is fr- the overriding. From, from the beginning, I thought the, well, there's no quid pro quo was a dumb argument. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like you can, there's, they're of course going to have, they already have multiple people saying it was. Uh, you know, you're, you can definitely take it that way on the call. But whatever. It doesn't matter. We know, and this I made this point at the beginning, we have Joe Biden on tape in the middle of a quid pro quo. He says, I will not give you a billion dollars unless you fire this person. Because. That is the most
0: clear quid pro quo possible. He's bragging about it on stage. Because Obama, Hillary, and Biden all thought that there was corruption mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Exactly. They thought okay. that was important. They US thought policy. that was important. Mm-hmm. So. Donald Trump thinks there's corruption in Ukraine and says, we're not going to give you any of the money unless you look into this corruption.
2: And that's why that case needs to be made that way. It needs to be made as to if it is a if you believe it is really important for U.S. policy to investigate this thing. And we've made the case, I think, well over the past month or so that it is in U.S. interest to do this. You have to make that case to the American people stop talking about whether they're 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 interviewing people. In secret, Like that is like a, a ninth string argument here. You have to
0: make the case that this is within the American interest. And to this point, Glenn, wait, wait, the second part mm-hmm. of national interest is the election. Yeah, the, so these the are... election people mm-hmm. were convicted in court. Ukrainians were in, were convicted for meddling in the U.S. elections to help uh, Hillary Clinton one of them is on tape describing how he did it Mm -hmm. and collusion yes okay so all of this if it was important to find out in russia it is just as important to find out if it was in ukraine right i agree with that so if there was
2: a let's just give me let me give you a fake scenario here okay rudy giuliani he's out at a steakhouse in slovenia and because uh, you know this is what Rudy does, he's just rocking. He's rocking right. a, a right. porterhouse right. in Slovenia, right? And he's sitting down there, and he looks across the table, and he sees Melania Trump mm. sitting with some Ukrainian dude, yeah. And they don't know who it is, and he's and they're sitting a little too close, and maybe their hands touch in a, in a way that makes Rudy feel a little uneasy. Mm. So he goes back and he says, "Hey." Uh, I saw Melania with some Ukrainian dude. I I, we, you know, I just want to let you know. And Donald Trump calls up the Ukrainian president and he says, you know what? I think my wife might be cheating on me. Abusive I, power. I will not give you that billion dollars if unless you investigate him and put him in prison. Abusive, abusive power. <laughs> he should be impeached. We would all agree on this, right? right? Because it's not in the national interest for him to chase down an
0: affair with his wife. Now, may I make one change to that? Yes. Rudy Giuliani um is uh, is hearing about this terror ring in Ukraine mm-hmm. okay full of terrorists and one of the guys they're looking at happens to be the guy he sees in the booth next to Melania mm-hmm. Melania doesn't know this she's just been you know swept off her feet <laughs> by this new guy with yeah. better hair mm, is and that possible not possible mm-hmm. so She's swept off her feet. She is, now that enrages the president. And the president then calls and says, I want you to investigate this guy, and I want you to investigate this whole terror ring, or I'm not giving you a dime. This is what's happening, because the Democrats are saying, forget about the terror ring. Forget about that. He just did pro, to, uh, quid pro quo because he wanted to find out how this guy got to Melania and wants, he wants his wife back. Mm-hmm. No, that may also be a driving factor in his life. Yes. And it may be very important. But the guy that she's with is in a terrorist ring that we've been trying to figure out how the whole thing is involved and how it's all structured in Ukraine.
2: Yes. So what you're saying is personal and national interests align in this case in this case right and that's what would be our case with joe biden and uh all this corruption in ukraine let me give you another example hang of on this just occurring. a second
0: i want to take that apart a hearing bit mm-hmm. Joe Biden says, you can't look into my son. He did nothing wrong. Well, yes, he did. Even the appearance, Mm -hmm. the appearance of impropriety is an ethics violation for a government employee. Exactly Mm -hmm. right. So the appearance is there. So, Joe Biden, you did do something wrong. But he says, my son did nothing wrong. Yada, 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 yada. All right. Um, Now, firing that guy. Firing Shokin, the, the prosecutor general, might be because Joe Biden and the Obamas believe he is not putting in jail the right people. And he's off on a harebrained scheme of Burisma has something to do with it. Well, Joe Biden's uh, uh, interests collide with our national interests. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't happen to believe calling someone off of Burisma. You know, in, in our scenario, it is, hey, there's corruption here. Oh, and it might also help me at the same time. Well, I want you to look at this corruption. This is, uh, well, my son works there, and I don't want you looking at that corruption. Mm-hmm. That That's a difference. That's a difference. Our national interests would be. There's claims that they were, were uh, losing 1.8 million uh, billion billion of ours. Burisma lost right. $1.8 billion. Our interest to find out what the hell happened.
2: In Biden's case, it would be, look, I want to find out what happened with that. I'm not doing it to protect my son. Right. But you know what? It happens to protect my son. And that's great. It aligns it aligns in interest. But I'm doing it for reason A. And the, the media believes that with Biden and they Correct. don't believe it with Trump. And that's the entire situation we're that's talking it. about here. That's it. Let me give you another example of this. Let's just say um, there was a, a, a president. Of the Democratic Party, named Barack Obama. This is a theoretical point. Okay, okay. I just want you to see if you could. Could you your pick answer. another name, or well, that's
0: a strange name. It's just a strange name. Americans would never oh my vote gosh. for a guy I like mean, that. If
2: we got the last name's one letter off of Osama bin Laden. Right, the middle right. name is Hussein. There's no right. way There's they'd no elect way. that guy. They're yeah. a racist country. Correct. So, there, let's say this, this: the President Barack Obama um, believed that. Russians were trying to infiltrate our election process with Mm -hmm. the person who was his secretary of state running against some other real estate guy. Let's just say this was Mm -hmm. happening. And let's just say they had a low level uh, campaign worker for the real estate guy. That they think was the way the Russians were trying to get in contact with him. Let's just call him Carter Page. Just
0: off the top. I was okay. going to come up with an example of
2: another Our dumb wolf. name. Yeah, but they Carter already. Carter
0: Page. But they had already investigated that guy. Yeah, and They had and looked at him a long time ago. And they said he's, there's
2: nothing to that. He seemed to be low level. But you know what? They decided to look into him a little bit more. Mm. Now, you could make the argument, and they did, that they believed this was going on, and the Russians were approaching Carter Page, and that was a significant national interest. However, it's difficult to deny that getting an insight to your, the opposing campaign also align with your personal interests. But again, the media believes Barack Obama is completely pure
0: and they believe Donald Trump is completely impure. And so when you see it through that prism, of course you want impeachment. So tomorrow night on uh, Blaze, uh, BlazeTV.com, also on my Facebook page, my YouTube page, I want you to watch part two of our special because what we've just told you is clear. It's very, very clear now. You have to have evidence to back that up. We've shown you the evidence on the blackboard. But we haven't talked about the case against Donald Trump. We haven't really explained what their case is. And once you look at their case and you see how without tying it to, oh, I don't know, a year, two, three, four, even five years uh, in the past, it doesn't work. You're introducing characters that are involved in something else here in Ukraine. And so you're just cherry picking a time Mm -hmm. and a point of view. And we can't be in the business of cherry picking times and point of views. We want to look for the truth. Mm -hmm. So we're going to show you that tonight and we're going to show you how the media, or sorry, tomorrow night, and uh, the media, how they are, how they are spinning, not, not even spinning, how they are lying to you. They are absolutely 100% guarantee lies. Now, that's quite a charge to make, but I can make them because we have the court documents. We have the testimony. We have all of the things that they've said is not true. We have them, and I'm going to take you through, I think, five of their biggest lies, And those five are the ones that make people say, oh, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. But once you understand how the media has lied to you, you'll know the truth. And I urge people from Congress to watch and learn. Because I don't know what your defense is. I don't know how you're doing this. But you are like a nursery school group. I thought most of you people were lawyers. God help us if I ever need a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not going to any of you clowns. That's tomorrow. Make sure you join us. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. If you uh, sign up, uh, you'll get 10% off when you sign up for a year. If you use the promo code Glenn, that's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. That happens tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us. You know, a lot of things out there that uh, really terrify me. Giant hairy spiders are at the top of the list. I'm you know, not a real fan of, like, Jason showing up in my bedroom. Uh, but one of the real things that can be really, truly scary is the mortgage uh, business. And signing on a on a new home doesn't have to be that scary. Buying a new home, the mortgage process is not the least bit scary when you are dealing with people who are working for you. I want you to call American Financing. Because they work for you. They're family owned and operated. They have custom loans, low rates, salary based mortgage consultants, and they're available seven days a week. How about adding a little breathing room to your budget? How about a lot of breathing room? How about $500 to $1,000 a month? Talk to American Financing about possibility of doing a mortgage refi. American Financing, they will work with you to develop a plan that is best for your needs. There are no upfront fees, no pressure, just people working for you make a 10-minute phone call. See the difference they can make in your life. Call AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440, 1-800-906-2440, or go online right now to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 1-823-34, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're listening to
1: Glenn Beck.
0: Let me give you a story that uh, I think puts a very fine point on why Americans are so sick of all of this. Let me ask you if you've heard this story. A second aide to Senator Maggie Hassan, Democrat from New Hampshire, has been sentenced in a scheme to break into Hassan's office to obtain and publicly post the personal information of several Republican politicians amid the contentious confirmation hearings of Brett Kavanaugh. The 24-year-old aide, Samantha DeForest Davis, was sentenced to, a two, to two years of supervised probation with 200 hours of community service and a suspended sentence of 180 days in prison. She was told she needed to stay away from Hassan's office uh, and uh, current and former staff. Now, Davis was a staff assistant in Hassan's office from August 2017 until last December. She was fired after Capitol Police discovered her involvement in the so-called doxing effort. Prosecutors say that Davis helped a 27-year-old, also intern, his name was Jackson Costco, another former Hassan aide who pleaded guilty to five federal offenses, including two counts of making public restricted personal information, one count each of computer fraud, witness tampering, and obstruction of justice. Prosecutors say that Davis was persuaded by Costco to wipe down the Senate computers that he had hacked the morning after the break in that effort was unsuccessful because another employee was in the office early that morning Costco was arrested later that day. Costco admitted to using Davis's keys to get into Hassan's office the day before, and prosecutors say Davis understood that Costco needed the keys to unlawfully enter the senator's office and access the Senate computers. He pleaded guilty. In June, he was sentenced to four years in prison in the the spring. He was required to turn over all cell phones. Among the targets was Mitch McConnell, uh, Lindsey Graham, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, and Senator Orrin Hatch, Costco said uh, that he became angry about the senators' support for Kavanaugh despite sexual assault allegations leveled against the prospective high court justice. He intended to intimidate the senators and their families, according to court records. The time of his arrest, a uh, time of his arrest, Costco was working in the office of Sheila Jackson Lee. Now where's the press follow up on all of the stuff that happened to Kavanaugh? Where is the the press follow up on on all of these things that have have happened? Where is the outrage? that these people uh, were doing these kinds of things to smear and intimidate. I guess those stories are the same place where all the stories about the Democrats doing what they did in Ukraine during the 2016 election. They must be in the, the same press drawer that haven't seen the light of day. More in a minute. sponsor. It's real estate agents, real estate agents. We have, um, we have about a thousand active agents all across the country and they are the best of the best. They are the people in your area that have the best track record. They have a sense of urgency. They have a system that actually, you know, makes them into the best, uh, people, uh, for, uh, sales in your area. They know how to price the house, whether you're buying or you're selling This isn't a sponsor that I recommend. This is my team. This is my team. This is my group of people that go out and find the best real estate agents for you. And if we don't have somebody in your area that can sell your house that is on our team, we won't recommend one. Get moving now with realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com last hour of the broadcast. It's a good hour of the broadcast as well. Coming up.
4: 15 seconds.
1: of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Well, is anybody really responsible for anything that happens to them now? Is anybody responsible? Are you responsible for what you do? Or can we shift that responsibility to someplace else? And what happens when a nation does that? When people start to say, well, you know, it wasn't really me, it was them. And we start making up our own rules. We go to Katie Hill for the lesson of the day in one minute.
1: This is the Glenbeck Program.
0: Every two seconds, somebody's identity is stolen. There goes one person. There goes another. You don't think of it that way because you don't think of it. You don't, you don't see it happening. It's not like a bank robbery. But it's real, and it damages people's lives every day, every couple of seconds. There's another one. It's important to understand how connected our world is and how cyber criminals can try to take what's yours. You can miss certain identity threats if you're only monitoring your credit, and that's why there's LifeLock. They detect a wide range of identity threats, and their U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you can miss on your own. If you act now, you can get an extra 10% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 800-LIFELOCK or visit LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK and save an extra 10% off your first year. There goes another one. LifeLock.com, promo code BACK. Oh, I can't take the Katie Hill stuff. This is the woman from California who is now just being persecuted. Now, she resigned. She didn't have to resign. She could have she could have stood up against the ethics committee and she could have said, "Hey, this isn't this isn't right." But the reason why she didn't Is because she has no way to win. Uh, uh, No, she just didn't want to be a distraction for all these important priorities for the Uh American people, Glenn. Sure. So what, what the ethics committee would have said is it's against our rules to engage in any kind of sexual relationship with an underling, a staffer in your office. Consensual or not. Right. So that's the House ethics rule that she violated. And... Everyone who gets caught doing this gets the same punishment. That's not true. Donald Trump has
3: assaulted
0: thousands is... of women. Donald Trump, was he in the House of Representatives? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think right. so. This is and Nancy also, Pelosi's didn't... house, by the way. Right. Uh,
2: there's not, there's, you know, I got, I got news for you. If Donald, because this is one of the arguments that Katie Hill herself is throwing out there. That if, well, Donald Trump did all these terrible things. How come he didn't get in trouble? It's because he's a man. No. I got news for you. If Donald Trump. Had a picture naked brushing the hair of an underling. I it would be pretty big news. Now, <laughs> knowing Donald Trump pretty well, he after would not all this resign. Time, he would be like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, screw you! I'm she's hot." And I'm staying right here. In fact, I hired four more. (laughs) That I mean, that would be way. It might work
0: for him, but that wouldn't work for any (laughs) other man. (laughs) Donald Trump just has some mojo going on for him that we honestly, no one, science will never be able to solve how he does it. But he probably would do that and he might get away with it. And plenty of I mean
2: look at one you know look at one of the people uh, running against him in the Republican primary. Mark Sanford had a an incredibly promising career in the Republican Party and was caught cheating and then thrown out of office and then thrown out of and wind up losing a congressional seat later on. Uh, I mean we've had how many Republicans Plenty of them, yeah, put, thrown out of office or have left office because of similar scandals. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with women, and it's nothing new. And she just
0: happens to be the first woman.
2: Well, listen to what she listen to her argument right now, because mm-hmm. these are the things she's tweeting mm-hmm. as she's leaving office. Okay, all right, the Katie Hill saga is the first shot in what will become a longer war. of people her age and younger have compromising images of themselves out there floating around, and those images will be weaponized.
0: Okay, hang on just a second. Wait! It's not the compromising image that got her to quit. It was the fact that she was violating the House rules of having sex with a staffer. And she had several, several relationships with staffers. Oh, and by the way hashtag me too they thought that it was toxic and abusive
2: yes and so she has, and she initially denied those and then she had to admit some of them some of them she does not deny um but uh and some of them she still continually does deny to this day and blames it on her abusive husband now i don't know who her husband is he may be a terrible he He may be horrible um and you know it seems like he i mean at least reportedly he's the one leaking these photos to uh, media sources uh not something that even if you don't like your wife I, I think is a great idea uh, but the bottom line is she's the one breaking the rules here
0: yeah um, and it's not about the pictures. look if those pictures were released by a husband who was getting a divorce uh, it, it would be bad but who would be talking about impeachment in California who would be talking oh, okay. about uh, a uh, uh, you know a um, an ethics charge against her and not to mention she's nobody she's doing something
2: uh, is, that is federally illegal which is smoking pod in one of these things? Now again, it's legal in California. It's legal in a lot of states now. Do I think it's a, that big of a deal? Not really, but it is still a federal crime. It is something that we could note as a congressman. Now, look like if you're an average Joe, maybe you don't have I mean, to hit every single federal law. I mean, just but think. Back uh, in
0: the '80s, it was I smoked, but I never inhaled. Never inhaled. I yeah. never inhaled. That was now the 90s, it's like you're, by you're by caught way. naked. Yeah brushing the hair of an intern and you've got a bong in your hand and, and possibly like, a nazi tattoo by your, by your pubic area <laughs> right but,
2: uh, but don't worry about it a, okay i don't actually believe it was a nazi tattoo <laughs> no, but that's besides the point so the next one she tweets katie hills tweets uh, an article from time katie Hill's the first millennial lawmaker to resign because of nudes she won't be the last
0: okay so well that sounds like a threat now um <laughs> the second the second thing is is that's not why she resigned right, exactly but that's this is her tact right correct, her tact
2: isn't is
0: change the narrative it's change
2: the narrative to uh i'm like everybody else who's a millennial well y'all have naked pictures of ourselves there's nothing you can do in this time story is like this is like
0: I, this is like weinstein um saying, Hey, we all have sex. All executives wind want, want, up hooking and, up and,
2: and sexually harassing uh, young hot models. And we did it all the time, and everyone knows it. Like, I mean, that's a defense, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't change the law on right. sexual uh, harassment, and it right. doesn't change the law about underlings in Congress. The, in the Time article, though, I'm fascinated by this. And I don't know why I'm fascinated by this more than anything else. But it's, it says one 2015 study found that like Hill— of adults had sexted in the
0: past year,
2: that can't possibly be
0: true, can it? If that's true, I surrender. I know. I just quit. I'm going to the mountains today. If 82% of Of adults, adults, not just millennials, adults, have sexted. Now, does that mean pictures? I think
2: that it's in this context, right? I mean, uh, maybe it just means a sexy comment or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know what. The, what is the technical definition of sexting? Can we figure that out? I have. A, I have uh, some advice for millennials. And I, as as a, I was actually the first millennial. People don't know this. I myself was the first millennial. There's one study that says millennials began in 1976, and I was born on February 9th, 1976. So the people in January, screw them. I was the first millennial. So as the godfather of all millennials, let me give you some advice, millennials. The only solution to having lots of naked photos of yourself out there is to be sufficiently revolted by yourself. If you have such a horrific opinion about how you look on camera, you will never take a photo. It's never been a risk for me because I am disgusted by myself. Now, if I happen to be... I think that's
3: healthy. I think it is too. (laughs) It's
0: obviously saving careers around the country. There should be some body shaming. You should just yes! body shame yourself. Bo- you should at least body shame yourself, right? We, that's we okay. ought to be able to look at ourselves. You know, it's a, you know who probably does this. So the people who uh, wear like uh, you know spandex, uh-huh. but are my weight, but about eight <laughs> inches shorter. <laughs> that's a hell of a package you're talking about. You've seen yeah. it. You've seen it.
2: Well, that's what I mean too. And and this is why I'm so fascinated by this. 82 percent of adults includes. All of the most hideous people you see when you go out. It's not just Victoria's Secret models we're talking about. 82% of adults. And you know what? Adults means what? People who are 90?
0: I mean, it's everybody, right? I mean, if that study... I mean, it just can't be true. Well, it, the, the definition is sexually explicit picture or se- sexually explicit uh, verbiage. Okay, so that, so it could just be a, a
2: sexual comment to someone else. Okay. I mean, Maybe. I, I still don't think 82% is possible, but this is Katie Hill's argument. Her next one is, this is a form of technological domestic violence. Oh, shut up. Then no, you- <laughs>
0: it's me too. Yeah. You were using your power over interns. This is what they said. Yeah.
3: This they were they very uncomfortable
0: was. they thought it was exploitative they uh, were uncomfortable because they didn't know what to do this is this is everything that you said about you know any man with power right and I, she has power they didn't know what to do
2: and look i think in large part that's a bs uh, description of what me too is the idea that is you know women don't have the ability, the, the agency, the, uh, the the intelligence to make their own decisions about who they want to make out with or go to bed with is a completely demeaning thing to say about women. Yeah, there is. Uh, if you're a twi- like Mon- Monica Lewinsky, they keep throwing her in this Me Too thing. She loved the situation. She was in love with Bill Clinton, right? She, at uh, uh, her own words, she was 23, 24 years old. She was an adult. Okay. now, yes, he's the president of the United States, but she is also he's making terrible decisions that have been covered at wide range. She also was making a bad decision in this particular situation. And you go to this thing as well. Adults get to make their own decisions. We don't take away their agency because they happen to only be five years into adulthood. Okay, that is you are responsible for your own actions, just like the executive is 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 responsible for their own actions. And that is something that should be we should be not taking away from people. We should be assigning it more. The idea that we are now going to remove all responsibility from people who are multiple years
0: inside of adulthood is is demeaning. I don't know if I can go this far. I don't mean to be so, the sick so in the I, mug. We, 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 No, I understand. You're saying that when you're an adult, you mm-hmm. make decisions and yes. you have to live by them. Yes. But that means mm-hmm. that means that Sean Spicer cannot blame anyone else for the <laughs> Dancing with Stars? <laughs> I mean, I don't... Uh, that's, there are exceptions okay, here. I mean, I don't me care a, how old you are. Oh. Really, are you responsible alone for that abomination?
2: I don't think so. You didn't even ask him about that on the podcast with Sean Spicer. I don't think he. Uh, I thought he had done. Did he do the initial no. one by then? I, don't I know think he so. re- he appeared again like last night or something. I've seen it all over the internet. It did not look like it was. Is he still in the running? People I think haven't it's a, voted him out yet. I think he came back for an additional year or additional show or what? something. What? I think he's back. You know, like Sean. Like it's a sequel to a Jason movie. He's no,
0: returned. No, no, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I think he made it through too. Oh, my god. It makes me sad for him. <laughs> All right, when you've been through the ringer, sometimes it's good to reach out for a helping hand, and sometimes that hand comes in the form of a good word on the ear. Wayne wasn't just any athlete. He was a rugby player for 20 years, and the natural result of that was Wayne found himself dealing in constant pain in his lower back and his foot. It's hard to sit on the sidelines and watch your wife and grandkids play knowing that you can't participate anymore. But that's when Wayne heard about Relief Factor and decided to try it. And in three days, his back pain was gone. A few more days later, the pain in his foot was gone as well. Wayne got his life back. And you can too. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. Works for 70% of the people who try it. And it costs 19.95 to start their three-week quick start. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Oh.
2: The, the Democratic version of love these hang days on, is pretty
0: interesting. Hang on, I'm just finishing my hashtag MeToo on Sean Spicer. Okay, okay, go ahead. Good for you. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I think like the Democrats want uh the the result to be that you have to basically bring your tax forms to every date and then you get to compare salaries and if one salary is more than $1000 away from the other salary you're not allowed to date. That's just like and you can't look at someone else who's attractive and think of part of the attractiveness of this
0: person can't be that they've succeeded or achieved okay, Can I things. tell you something? Can I tell right. you something, Stu? Mm-hmm. You and I are the luckiest guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't thought this, you should. Okay. When we met our wives, mm-hmm. uh, they were not our wives. No, mm-hmm. you usually meet them first. Correct. Yeah. So we met. We, <laughs> we when we met our wives, uh, they both thought we were losers. You I mean- less so than me. You were still at the beginning of your career. It's true. Mine had flamed out and I'm, you know, I'm just a bum. I'm an alcoholic right. washed out
2: bum. I still had the lottery ticket, although I I had missed the numbers, I just didn't know it yet. <laughs> right. But I still You're had right. the ticket in my pocket. Right, you right. did. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm.
0: there was some hope with you, but not a, not, lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. I was okay. driving a 1988 Ford Tempo. Right. Uh, so and
2: uh it, was, uh it was it was And I was, was in damaged. A,
0: I was in a in a very small Toyota, and uh, <laughs> yes, you barely fit in. You're I a very large man in, in a very, very small, car. small Toyota. Okay, so anyway, so we were. It's not a fancy one. It was a small cheap oh, one. Oh yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. we married these women, and I am the luckiest man in the world because my wife. Everything that my wife owns that's really nice, any diamonds or anything else, mm-hmm. I purchased. She's never hinted, never mm-hmm. wanted. She honestly, I bought her a wedding ring. Uh, for our five-year anniversary, Mm -hmm. and she many times will spin the diamond around because she...
2: She's embarrassed by it. What language are you speaking right now? I can't understand the things you're telling me this, <laughs> These are real things These, these are, are possible things your wife's not I, like this No okay so my <laughs> wife
0: my wife was not somebody that married for money or fame. she oh. doesn't like any of it yeah my okay. wife didn't marry for money. she does uh, she does like it when it shows up yes she but she, uh, yes. she,
3: uh,
2: but she, did but she didn't marry for money for no. and if
0: you were poor she'd be just as happy. Yeah. But I don't, don't yeah. tell me. Don't <laughs> tell me. Well, okay. Not <laughs> I mean, look, I've looked at myself. Anybody so. who says money doesn't make a difference. Okay. They're lying to you. <laughs> anyway. Um uh but neither one of them would leave us because we didn't pan out as a success. I'm constantly on the verge of failure. So <laughs> right. I, this is true. Exactly has to be right. Mm-hmm. So but you cannot tell me that there aren't those women that target men who are much more powerful than they'll ever be, of much course. more uh, wealthy, you can't tell me that those women don't exist. So why are all guys always just industry. preying on these young women, which they do? Mm-hmm. But what about women that also prey
2: on men? I mean, I mean, it go, I mean and I wouldn't even say it's prey, right? It's, it's largely um, a mutually beneficial exchange Um, I hate to describe it as you're going to the grocery store, but many times that's kind of what it's like. I have to tell you, it is nature. It is nature. And like, you know, there is no problem with looking at someone else and finding something attractive in them that relates to their level of success or achievement or intelligence. or And these are the things that are rewarded with money, right? Money is a sign, generally speaking, of someone who's achieved something uh, someone who's been able to uh, to to excel in their career. And you know what? What, what does that usually indicate that they uh, that they show up to work every day, that they're not usually on crack, uh, that they're usually uh, someone who is at least somewhat responsible in their lives in some area. Right. Um, these are things that when you're looking for a union are beneficial. Right, like these aren't. That's not crazy. And the same way that if you went to if you went to a a bar and you saw two identical women, they looked they were identical twins, and they split up, and you talked to both of them, and they had very similar personalities, and one had some level of high achievement in their life, and the other, you know, just didn't didn't focus on that. It's not to say that you wouldn't be attracted to the person who didn't have that that sort of uh, uh, success in their career, but it very well might uh, add, be an additional factor. And the way the Democrats have sort of formulated relationships over the past few years is that if you happen to be, a like Louis C.K., a big-time comedian, and you're in the room with a woman who's a less successful comedian, you can't hook up with them because there's a power dynamic that you're supposed to resist even though they're consenting. That's just dumb, okay? This is part of human interaction. And the fact that one person is more successful than another— then you're going to wind up bringing your IRS forms and saying, "Well, on line 17b, I made 38,000, and you made 42." So we're, there's a power dynamic issue here. We can't talk to each other. That's insanity, and we're getting to that point um, where, at least when it's a Republican, uh, at least when it's someone who uh, is not uh, favored by whatever media source is talking about it, like in this case, Time Magazine. Where, you know, these things that are blatant ethics problems in the federal government are just treated as, wow, we're learning something about millennials today. They take a lot of nudes. Like, that is not what that
0: is. No, it's not. You know, that is when there's a, a law there. Right. It's not. You could learn that. Mm-hmm. You could learn that as well. As well. But you really should learn, don't sleep with your staff if you're a congressman. And certainly don't take pictures while you're doing it if you do.
2: That's another <laughs> that's secondary lesson so to learn. So stupid. And what's going on here? What do we hear all the time when there's an accusation of wrongdoing against a Republican? What do those Re- Republicans do? They pounce on the reporters. They say the media is the is evil. They say that uh, they're the enemy of the state and all these other things. Look at the media coverage of Katie Hill today. Very little coverage on Hill herself. A Lot of coverage on the red state reporter who actually got the photos and exposed the scandal. They're pouncing. They're pouncing on 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 her mm-hmm. and saying, oh, she's just a political animal. And look, she she writes for red state. She's a, a conservative. There's no there's no doubt about that. Uh, but that. Now we're allowed to attack the media when we don't like the results of a story? I thought that was the exact thing the media was fighting against. These standards I think are, these are very strange. these media
0: and these politicians are putting the conservative media lives in jeopardy. Mm. They will have blood on their hands.
1: <laughs> You're listening to Glenn
0: Beck. All right. What do you say you throw your old pillows away? They're flat and... Uh, you bought them ages ago and uh, not really good. You need a good night's sleep. And the first step in assuring yourself is having the right kind of pillow and the pillow that you can fluff up and then let your head sink into. What you need is my pillow. And once you try it, you will never go back. I mean, I am to the point now where I'm not tossing and turning at night. I go to sleep in one position and I wake up in the same position. I think I might die in the middle of the night and then just be brought back to life. I've never slept that way. MyPillow, if you if you go to look for all of their products, their sheets are great. Even their bath towels are really, really great. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and you're going to see some amazing offers, including their buy one, get one free offer if you use the promo code My MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Even better if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, you're going to get your entire order shipped for free mypillow.com click on new radio listener specials get the buy one get one free enter the promo code beck call 800-966-3117 or mypillow.com promo code beck
2: only one day left until the big ukraine special make sure to go to blaze tv.com use the promo code glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription
0: You know, as I've been doing my uh, research into what's going on in Ukraine, I have I've really started to fall in love with the history of Ukraine and the people, both the horrible things that have been done to them and they have done. Uh, It is an amazing story, a group of people that really have never been left alone to run their country as they see fit. First, it was the Soviets and the Soviets with the Holodomor just starved almost all of them to death. Uh, then the Nazis came in and took them over in World War II. And after that, you know, the communists came back and then we have come back. I want to tell you one story that I read about, from the Ukraine that I think is amazing. And it, it happened um, during the summer. And it was a summer when gunshots were were louder and the Nazis were more severe. The Nazis were gruesome, absolutely everywhere. But in Kiev, they were especially gruesome. They starved the Ukrainians to death, many of them, and then ground their bones up and used them as fertilizer. But by that point, the Nazis had been occupying Ukraine for a little over a year, when the Russians fled the approaching German army and. It was kind of a preemptive destruction. The Soviets killed any Nazi POWs. They sabotaged the farmlands. They flooded the mines. They destroyed all the important buildings. But the Nazis were quick, and they captured about 600 Soviet soldiers. And they set up concentration camps and assassinated anybody who was against them. By the time the Soviets retook the Ukraine a couple of years later, the Nazis had murdered 1.5 million Ukrainian Jews. Another 2 million Ukrainians were shipped to Germany, where they were forced into slave labor. In total, in Ukraine, 7 million people died. 34,000 Ukrainians died in the first two days in one of their battles in a deep ravine outside of Kiev. But the Ukrainians just never seem to give up. They are, they're, they're tough now, and they were tough then. One of their examples of their toughness is a soccer game, of all things, that happened on August 9th in 1942. It was the Ukrainians against the Nazis, bringing the war onto the field in a game now that has been known as the death match. War was ravaging the entire continent. It was all on fire, but it's Europe, so we got to stop for a second and play some soccer, you know. So 77 years ago, on that hot August day, various nationalities formed teams, and there was the team from Hungary, Romania, and yes, the Nazis from Germany. But one team was absolutely unstoppable, and it was a group of Ukrainian bakers who had worked together at a local bread factory, some of whom had played for Dynamo Kiev, which is still a team in uh, in Kiev in Ukraine today. Some of the Dynamo uh, dynamo players had joined the Red Army. Some had gone to fight in the war. Several others were shipped to penal colonies for minor offenses. One of the team managers chose the Russian side, and he had been executed. But the owner of the bakery had also been on that team, and he loved soccer, and he knew the best players that still remained. So he founded the team um, and offered them extra rations. Look, I'll give you a little extra from the bakery if you'll play. They went by the name FC Start, and before long, they were undefeated. And in their first game, they beat a team of Hungarian soldiers six goals to two. A few days later, it was the Romanians, 11 to zero. In June and July, they scored 37 goals and only allowed eight. And with each game, the Ukrainians were getting excited. The Ukrainian, the, the spirit of the Ukraine spread They were the unstoppable rebels. Well, the Germans were nervous about this, and they wanted to keep the crowds down, so they started to charge people five rubles per ticket, which was an awful lot of money to spend on anything in those days. But people flooded. They did everything they could. They took the rubles that they had. They wanted to be there to see them because these people were impossible to beat. But they had to play play and beat the Nazi team. And the Nazis... They liked a rig game. They, uh, they were beating even the best competitors. So on August 6th, they played a team of Nazi sh- uh, soldiers. And th- these were the guys that were manning the anti-aircraft guns all around the city of Kiev. And they, this team, the Ukrainian team, wore red jerseys that day in support of communist Russia. And the Ukrainians gave the Nazis a thrashing five to one. Nazis had barely scored one goal, conceded five. This is an embarrassing defeat. The Germans were absolutely livid, and I don't think there's anything worse than a bunch of Nazis who are pissed off. So they announced there's going to be a rematch, this time with a more skilled German team, formed of pure-blood Aryans, the very image of the master race that Hitler was looking for. And everyone warned the Ukrainians, don't play the match. And if you do play the match, lose. One of the Ukrainian players said, I, I, we don't want to lose. Before the game, the Gestapo strutted into the Ukrainians' locker room. One of them said, and I will be the referee today. And you will be giving the Nazi salute. The German made it clear. You will lose today, they laughed. You don't understand, we will win. This isn't a competition. They still didn't get the hint. 2,000 spectators paid their five rubles. One account of the stadium noticed that when the time came for the Ukrainian players to pay homage to Hitler's empire, the Ukrainian players stared forward with their arms at their side they didn't give the hitler salute armed nazi soldiers surrounded the field watching the immaculate gestapo soldiers guarding the entrance with snarling german shepherds all around the field as you can imagine when you're playing a group of nazis it might be a little violent the germans played rough the Gestapo referee let it all happen. The Nazis kicked the Ukrainian goalkeeper in the head so hard it knocked him out cold. Eventually, his players revived him, but he was still confused. and The Nazis scored three goals. At halftime, the Ukrainian players stumbled off of the field, but they were pissed and they wanted vengeance. This was about more than winning some game. This was about good versus evil. They were fighting for freedom. This was about taking Ukraine back, even if it was only for this instant. So they they glided around the field when they came back like majestic birds, shoving through the tackles, dodging legs and cleats and elbows. And then they scored a goal. And then they scored another one. And then they scored a third. The game was tied. Now the team had to decide. Should we just guard our goal and make it a tie? Because maybe a tie would be enough of a victory. Maybe a win would be too dangerous. Then they scored their fourth goal. The Nazis went crazy. They doubled down even more violent. Then the Ukrainians scored another one. In the last moments of the game, the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainians outrun a group of exhausted Nazi players... He kicked the ball to the goal, sending the goalkeeper lunging in the wrong direction. And then he kicked the ball away from the goal in one last act of spite. It was 5-3. The Ukrainians had won. Now it gets a little dicey because we're not really sure what happened. Some say that that night they partied, they celebrated their victory, they had homemade vodka, they were dancing... And the next day, the Gestapo was waiting for the men at the bakery. They were all arrested. For eight weeks, Nazis tortured the men. The accounts differ. But most likely, several of the men were shot. One, we know, was tortured to death. Broken and limping, the rest of them were shoved into the back of a transport truck and taken to a concentration camp just on the outskirts of town. While they were there, three more of them were executed. Their bodies were tossed into mass graves. But the came became a rallying cry for the Ukrainians. It was a story of hope that they dare not tell louder than a whisper. In some tellings, the Nazis executed all the men right after, but we know that's not true because some of the players actually talked about it years later. One historian says that none of this actually happened. But as Vonnegut writes, all this happened... More or less. After World War II, things weren't much easier on the Ukrainians because the Soviets recast the story of the death match into communist propaganda. Eleven heroic communists fighting together to beat the capitalist monsters. They also accused several players of collaborating with the Nazis and sentenced those players to 10 years in a communist gulag. For the people afflicted by Soviet rule, the story became a household tale. It was the way for the Ukrainians to celebrate their own independent identity. All the way up to today, Ukraine finds itself in the throes of a social political war for their very survival. There was a war that was just started in February of 2014. Nearly 5,000 Ukrainians have died. The events of that day in Kiev, 77 years ago remain shrouded in mystery, but the spirit of the players live on and live in the hearts of all those in Ukraine who are still dreaming of the day when they control their own destiny. Oh, boy, that Christmas party is coming up in a couple of months. Yay! And you know what? Invariably, you're going to hear the same thing through the grapevine that you hear every year. Yep, somebody's going to drag out the old chestnut about you being Ebenezer Scrooge because you won't replace the chairs in the office. And to be fair, I mean, I can't even see them from here, but I know they're... I mean, they do look like, you know, they've been stress tested by a group of monkeys. This year, why not surprise your employees with the new X Chair with its patented dynamic variable lumbar support? The X Chair is what you need for a comfortable workday, and thanks to the X Chair's 30-day no questions asked guarantee of satisfaction, you have zero risk. Most companies can't make that kind of offer, but then most companies, you know, don't make a product that no one ever returns. X Chair does. And it's on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or call one 844 4 xchair Go to xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck. You'll receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com, promo code Beck.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: welcome to the program there's a couple of pieces of audio here that we cannot leave uh until we play and one of them is the very eloquent al sharpton (laughs) trying very very i mean he's really working hard here Uh, to um, tell you the story of the death of al-Baghdadi. Here he is.
4: President Trump said that because of the killing of (laughs) al-Baghdadi, that the world is a better place. And I would give credit to he and those that were responsible for it. Uh Mm. But we have a lot of work that must still be done in the area of terrorism. Right. In the same area of the world where Al Baghdadi was,
0: <laughs> come on, that was worth it.
2: There are just oh, you know like, that's
0: worth getting up in the day to hear. The
2: man can't speak, Glenn. Mm. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of no. Jobs. I have like, a
0: problem with uh, the English language. You do too. Well, yeah. That's true. We all do, but not but quite not like, like that.
2: Yeah, he has this sort of like you know how if you have like a a shelf. That is loaded with trinkets mm. and someone bumps into it and like one of them falls down and then another one falls down, mm. another one falls down. That's his like his like pace of speaking. <laughs> like, <they're>, it's <laughs> just like there's like they're just inexplicably coming down to this odd uh, like, I don't Blah, bag, dabdy. Play
0: it again one more, play one more time. Play one
4: more President <laughs> Trump said that because he's gonna into of the shelf. killing of right. Al Baghdadi, that the world is a better place, and I would, I would give credit would to, to him and those that and were responsible for it. But we have a lot of work. That must still be on. Uh, why the are you pausing on terrorism? work?
1: Right.
2: We have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do with terror. We have a lot of work
3: to do with Bag. I think, be. <laughs> I think with because, 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 because in Greg the prompter, bags. his
0: eyes are looking down and he sees Bag Daddy. <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, here it comes again! <laughs> it's revenge of all those G's and H's. <laughs> they're all coming." All right. Uh, uh, how about uh, Katie Hill coming here? The Katie Hill yes, here's, here's Katie. Here's Katie Hill.
1: The Republican Party is overwhelmingly held by old white men. Mm-hmm. And that is that is not until that changes, then the Republican Party is is literally incapable of changing. When you see reactions like Lindsey Graham's or mm-hmm. some of the other senators, right. you can't help but wonder, what are you afraid of? Oh. What's in your past? Oh, so. That's a
2: good question, Very Katie. Good.
0: May, Katie, may I, you've heard mm. the, old, you know, he has a glass house, shouldn't throw stones. May I just uh, update that for uh, this occasion? Um, those that have glass bongs should not be throwing stones. I, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Do we have time for Dave
2: Chappelle? Uh, Chappelle was talking about political correctness on the, uh, the red carpet.
4: Political correctness has its face, its place, excuse me. We all want to live in a polite society. We just have to kind of work on the levels and come to an agreement of what that actually looks like. I personally am not afraid of other people's freedom of expression. I don't use it as a weapon. It just makes me feel better. And I'm sorry if I hurt anybody. Et cetera, et cetera, yada yada yada.
0: Everything I'm supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> he was accepting the award for the Mark Twain Prize. At hmm. uh, you know at the Kennedy Center, they do it every year. And here's this guy who everybody's saying, "Oh no, he's just he's great." He just won. The National Award for Comedy Writing, the Mark Twain Prize, uh, I don't know. Seems to be doing pretty good. A lot better than Oh, <laughs> Bag, bag, bag <laughs> <I'll laughs>
3: Bladbeady! Oh, black 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 taggy Snag <blag>. stag, <laughs> A grab a grab baggy. You're listening to Glenn.